sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. And the easiest way is by Emily's cell phone. I mean, email address. Who is that? I'll get to that in a minute. Um, email ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. That lovely laugh that you just heard belongs to Emily Leadham, who's in studio with me. Hi, Emily. Hello. Emily Leadham. It could be my practice before I record, you know, like the, you know. It's a hard name. Emily When I Leadham. tell people Emily on the phone, Leadham. I have to go very, very slow because I think a lot of people can't understand. And it's a softy, you know, right. it's like a Leadham, Leadham. not Leadham. Leadham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that came out not well, how I thought Lee, it was going to. <laughs> see, that's what happens on radio. Uh, I'll let Emily introduce herself. I'll introduce myself in a moment. But what are Emily and I are going to be talking about today? Or what? What? Are, what are Emily and I going to be talking about today? Question mark. Um, we are going to be talking about how we, as Catholics, as Christians in general, who are in the world but not of the world are called to engage the world. How, and how we do that, that's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. But if you've never listened to the show before, um, again, my name is Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Been in that role since 2002, so as, re, as we're recording, coming up on um, 18 years with the diocese. Uh, also coming up on 21 years in the role of husband to Jermaine. Uh, she's from Ohio. I'm from Central Minnesota. But our five kids are all born and raised here in sunny Sioux Falls, South Dakota. In the good old Sodak. The Sodak. The 605. The 605. That's the area code for those of you who don't have no idea what 605 <laughs> means. Uh, Emily. That's what cool South Dakotans call cool. ourselves. <laughs> Welcome to the 605. <laughs> Emily Leadham, born and raised in the 605. Uh, I am the director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls. So yeah, Chris, have the honor of working alongside you. For the last five, six, seven. I think seven this fall. Seven this fall, right? Yeah, yeah, seven. (laughs) That's embarrassing. Seven years? (laughs) Uh, Wow, that went fast. Um, Yeah, for the last seven years. And uh, also married to my husband, Matt. We've got two little girls. Um, yeah, and really, I would say that that much of my passion is uh, particular to to marriage and family life, and and building up kind of a culture that upholds marriage relationships um, and and our role in the world as witnesses to the world. And um, I don't know, you might be listening to the ignition right now by podcast or by radio, but Emily also has a little show. Yeah, I do have a little show. That's a fun thing to call it. I'm going to start calling it that. I think that's cuter than podcast. <laughs> I've got a little show. Um, I like that better. Yeah. Lead him to life. Um, it was a podcast that we launched at the start of this year and has been just one of the great joys of, of my ministry. I think I, I remember telling somebody in a friend in college or uh, late high school that if I could for a living, sit down, have coffee with people and probe the big questions of the heart and life, that would be my dream job. And I feel like I'm doing it. What's the tagline for lead him to life? Uh, authentically human, fully alive. So exploring what it means to really be human. You know, how do we, um, why do we think the way that we do? Why do we 
have the needs that we have and how do we express those and, and find happiness, uh, amidst, amidst the chaos of life. And then, uh, how do we be fully alive amidst that? So amidst the challenges, how do we embrace those challenges and find joy? Lead them to life as opposed to lead them for life, which <laughs> lead, is something. Lead them. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out wherever you listen to podcasts or go to sfcatholic.org. That's the Sioux Falls Nassau website and you can find it there yeah, as well. Yeah, you bet. So, uh, again, engaging the culture. And this was an idea that Emily came to me with about 20 minutes ago. Uh, we were going to talk about something else. I totally vetoed your initial uh, idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why I give you power like that, but some, <laughs> you're welcome sometimes. Um, and, but, but I loved this idea. Uh, on, on, and this is, this was my framing of it. Um, but I looked like based on your facial responses, you're okay with my framing yeah, of it. Was it. A, it was a great description in the world, but not of the world. And yeah. And how do we engage the world? So, so we, as disciples of Jesus Christ, as Catholics, we are called to, again, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. What does that mean? That means that we're called to bring the light, the joy, the peace, the love of Jesus Christ everywhere that we are. And, and Emily and I are both, we, we, wait, 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 wait. No, you, you didn't talk about the most important thing. Oh, wait, what? What did I miss? Um, Triple H. A happy, healthy, holy. Oh, no, not, not Triple H. That I'm... Your husband is, is so... Oh, my handsome a... hunk of humanity. <laughs> okay, I feel like we need to explain that now. <laughs> we just got a new bishop in February here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And one of the things that he has told us over and over and over again that he desires of priests that he desires of diocesan staff is that we would be happy, healthy, and holy. So I totally thought that you were Triple H was not, calling no, no, me no, out no, that no, I missed no, no, one no, of no, my H's no, 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 no. or something. No, Emily, whenever Emily and I are on, because we do a few things on the radio, and she always talks about Matt Leadham, the handsome hunk of humanity, who are, that's who her, yeah. is who her, hus- yeah, is her husband. Yeah, the handsome hunk of humanity, my, who is my husband, Matt. Yes. Yes, he really is the most awesome. And you have two other awesome, awesome. people. Yeah, and I think I didn't I say that two little girls. Yeah, Claire maybe, and Magdalene. Maybe you did, but I tuned you out. By yeah, then. I don't know. If it's yeah, Claire, Claire and Magdalene busted. Um, uh, yeah, and I don't know. I don't even know what I could say about them. They're just the the greatest gift and greatest joy. You for were talking me. about the book that you read every day. Which book do I read every day? Uh, Turtle. Something about turtles. Oh. Quiet loud. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you are a parent listening to this, you should totally buy this book because it teaches your children how to be quiet. Yes. Which is a great gift. It's a great gift. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's that's how to be in the world right there. Um, yeah. Okay. So so um, talking about how to be in the so otherwise going you and I are both lay people. Mm-hmm. And the proper mission of the lay person is to be in the world, evangelizing the world in our ordinary everyday life from within. Some of us are called to do what you and I are doing. That is, we're lay ministers. This We, we get to do this for our job. We both have had um, Deacon James Keating on who talks about how he gets to pay to do theology. He gets mm-hmm. pay, paid to read and teach about God. Mm-hmm. Um, as lay women and men, you and I, this is our job. And yet as lay people in general, we are called to do this in ordinary ways, every part of our life. The challenge though, can be, I think when we're engaging with the world, we're engaging with the culture. Obviously we run into things in the culture, um, that are not in line with our faith. Yeah. And what do we do with that? Mm Mm-hmm. 
how do we, how, how can, because I think there's two, we, th- there could be two responses. One is to just sort of go in oblivious and end up becoming too worldly, becoming not just in the world, but of the world as well. We don't want that. On the other hand, we can go the Amish route, which is mm-hmm. to completely disengage. disengage from the culture, which to, I mean, some people are called to do that. Um, but I think most of us as Catholics are called to engage as opposed to disengage or just sort of obliviously, obliviously enter into it. So what we're going to be talking about today, what we're talking about today is how we do that. Um, so you gave, uh, when we were talking about this beforehand, an example of a podcast that you were listening to. So just sort of to, to paint a picture for our listeners of what we're talking about, I thought that may be a good way to, to get into this. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I am a big fan of the work of Brene Brown, uh, who's a psychologist, a researcher, really, um, who essentially went viral when she started educating people on vulnerability. So the vulnerability trend uh, has been or vulnerability has been around for a long time. Right. It started with Jesus on the cross probably before then. But Brene Brown put words to it for, for modern culture and the benefit of vulnerability. So she's just got some great research uh, that's out there. She started she launched a podcast and uh, I was really excited to kind of get a sense of what it was going to be. And one of the first few episodes that I listened to I, I just recognized that there were things being proposed uh, in that particular episode that weren't sitting well with me, mm-hmm. uh, that there were some truths that were also coming forward, but that there were some things that were maybe twisted and that were not rooted in virtue or uh, an authentic love of the self or others. Um, and so it just, it, it, it really kind of got me thinking, okay, what do I do? Do I no longer listen to Brene Brown? Disengage. Do I disengage or do I take that which I can and leave the rest? Right. And, and if I can offer two, I think part of where that question came from was, uh, was it father, father Brent, brother Brent, uh, father James Brent, father James Brent, uh, a Dominican came and visited the diocese several weeks ago. And he gave us over the course of an hour, a crash yeah. course yeah. an intense crash course on the life of Aquinas. And he just was talking about how Aquinas really studied deeply of Aristotle. Aquinas knew Aristotle better than the pagans knew Aristotle, Mm -hmm. better than the great philosophers knew Aristotle. I mean, he just read everything that he could get his hands on from Aristotle, much of which presented true, good, beautiful concepts, ideas, uh, truths, if you will, but also some not so true things. And he just, uh, Father Brent, kind of in his synopsis of Aquinas, I think just beautifully presented this idea that Aquinas was able to take those transcendental things. He was able to take that which was true and and leave the rest. Right. And I thought, man, I want that. And then enter Brene Brown, you know, yeah. a month later listening to that podcast and, and me kind of asking that question, okay, you know, how can I be more like Aquinas perhaps? Right, right. How can I take that which is right. true here and leave the rest. 
And that that so it's interesting to me because you you talked about okay do I disengage or can I take you didn't even for you personally you didn't even go to the other option because you kind of know better that is I'm just going to listen to this podcast and take it all as true mm-hmm. I mean, you are, you already recognize no either it's it's either I do some I'm going to use the word sifting and I'll come back to that either I sift it or I leave it and you chose to sift it which I again I think is what most of us are called to do to engage with the culture means to Actually, the, 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 the very appropriate word is to discern, mm-hmm. to be attentive to what is being said. And if it's true, we take it. And if it's false, we leave it. So when you came into my office half an hour ago, um, you saw me grab my Bible. And, yeah. and what I was thinking of was... Um, I was proud of you. The, <laughs> for grabbing my Bible? Yeah, I think that's okay. a great thing to do. <laughs> I think so too. Father Dickinson, former co-host, take note. Um, so St. <laughs> Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4. Um, there, there's actually a, a verse I always refer to four through six, four through seven, which is about, um, being at peace in Jesus Christ. But what you're talking, what you brought up and the topic we're talking about today, uh, Philippians four, verse eight and following finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious. If there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. So that verse has been, those verses have been used, pointed to, drawn on uh, for exactly what we're talking about today. Whatever's true, good, and beautiful, uh, the way that we're talking about it today, what is excellent, pure, and so on, we take it and we leave the rest. Mm-hmm. We, as disciples of Jesus Christ, called to be missionaries, disciples in the world, but not of the world. We're called to engage the world, and the church is. This is this is the Catholic mission. Well, one of the Catholic missionary principles, where we are attentive to what's going on, and and we're inquisitorial in the best positive way, asking questions about it, and then and taking what is true. The the ancient church fathers, so those who lived in the first centuries of of after Jesus um, talked about, so this is where uh, the, the Greek phrase is logos spermatikoi, uh, the seeds of the word. Of the word. So God has sprinkled truths throughout cultures, lots of it mm-hmm. in Greece, in Aristotle, for instance. And what the church has always done is gone, not, not merely with a, you're completely wrong and we've got all the truth attitude, rather with, where is the truth in what you're saying? So Thomas himself said that we should be attentive to the truth regardless of who says it. And we, I mean, think about our culture today, Emily. If people live by that principle, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay attention to you and receive whatever is true, even if I can't stand your philosophy, your politics, your I was religion. Say how different would our political world? How be? different would that be mm-hmm. if we could just be um, uh, discerningly receptive mm-hmm. to everything that we say, mm-hmm. not just taking it in willy nilly, mm-hmm. but with a discerning mind. We're again sifting mm-hmm. what is what you're saying to see, okay, is this true or not? And then can I take what's true? And what does that do? That establishes a bridge between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Because I agree with that. I don't agree with this, but I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And I think some, uh, some people have a fear that what if I'm not going to recognize right. that which is false or what if I'm not going to be able 
you know, so there's, I think there's two temptations. One is I'm afraid of that. So therefore I'm just not going to, I remember having a conversation, uh, with a friend several years ago about books that we were reading and their comment was they were really only wanting to read, uh, richly Catholic books because they were afraid that if they read some other sort of material, um, that it would sway them, that yep, they wouldn't be astray. able to recognize the right. difference, which, which in some regard is, uh, I think a good thing to be attentive to. It, it, yes. Um, so that's the first temptation or the second temptation is to look at anything that's not, uh, you know, written by Bishop Barron or Chris Bergwald <laughs> and yes, to say, and to say, um, I am, I am going to absolutely Only, critique yep. everything else. Yes. Everything else. Yep. yep. Um, and, and not kind of go into, go into it with an open mind. And, and I say that, you know, cautiously, you can tell I'm kind of, uh, being cautious with my words because I think that there's some, some of us that might hear that and say, okay, Emily, so you want me to go watch everything on Netflix? No, no. not really. <laughs> not everything. That's, that's not really what <laughs> no. we're saying. No. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's not it either. There's, there's a worthy criticism, I think of much of popular media and culture and, and whatever. And yet, uh, I think I named Bishop Barron earlier, but I think Bishop Barron is actually a really he, prime he example, does a, great job of it. a beautiful job of being able to engage these things and receive from them. You know, he was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and his, his one thing that he wanted to share with the audience was that the new documentary about Michael Jordan was fantastic. Right. What is it called? The last dance. Right. Have you seen it? No, because Ken Burns slammed it. Ken Burns, who's the king of the documentary these <gasps> days. He didn't like it. Oh, he thought it was completely biased. Completely oh, biased that they didn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. Kim Burns was pretty down. Two thumbs down from Kim Okay. Burns. We're going to come back to that on the next podcast. All right. <laughs> I got to go. I got to watch it. I'm not even like a Michael Jordan person, but I just feel like everybody's talking about it. Yep. Right. So how yep. do I be in the world? I want to be attentive yep. to Michael Jordan and yep. have an opinion on the documentary. I have an opinion. I haven't watched it. No. no okay. I apologize. I totally digressed. But but I think it's a good example of uh, we don't have to be afraid, but I think that we need to be attentive to our formation uh, and and. Go ahead, Chris, because I know that you have a lot. So this of is this, yeah. That's exactly what I want to talk about. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. We are here to set your faith ablaze. My name is Dr. Chris Bergwald, and I'm Emily Leadham. And we are talking today about how we can engage in the culture, take the true, leave the bad, the facts of life. That's yeah. a TV show. Anyway, okay, <laughs> that was good. So. Um, I think you used the keyword there for uh, formation, Emily. I think I, I think the first thing, and I've worked with with uh, several adults in our diocese, many adults in our diocese, frankly, but some in a particular way um, who 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 are well, um, practice their faith, take their faith seriously, but they're very hesitant to engage in the world uh, because of what you were describing, like a fear that they'll end up being swayed. And what I've found is, is if maybe, maybe a little bit more formation, um, maybe to know what the church actually teaches, but then to be honest, some, just some confidence that, listen, you're, you, you are a faithful Catholic. You've studied what the church teaches. You go to mass, you're receiving the life of God through the sacraments. You have the tools that you need need 
to engage the world. Now, what I'm able to do with some folks, I can't do this with everybody, but in our diocese, some people, um, I, I'm able to sort of like coach them along the way, uh, sort of apprentice them, if you will. So like, okay, you, you go try it. Okay, yeah, that, okay, th- this this was good, but remember this. But then they, what do they do? It, what, it's it's like the coaching metaphor. They, they, they start to make a few baskets, Michael Jordan. They start to make a few baskets. They get more and more confident, and pretty soon they're ready on their own. And they've said that. Chris, I'm a lot more confident now than I used to be. Mm-hmm. But they had, the, 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 they had the the tools. They'd received the tools. They maybe just need a little bit of confidence, maybe a little bit more formation. But I think those are the keys. Don't I mean, if, if you've got formation and some just practice, frankly— yeah then you can engage the world and maybe have a mentor, have somebody that you can bounce these ideas. Yeah. Off of. Find that wise spiritual person to accompany you um, in it. I think absolutely. And, and I, not to propose a scandalous option, but what if the very place that Jesus wants to encounter you is in the faltering? Oh yeah. What if that's, you know, the, the fear or the, what does this mean? And and how do I apply this to my life? Is this true? Is this thing that I was perhaps afraid of? Uh, is it is it swaying me? I think as you as you said earlier, and the uncertainty. Am right. I swayed? Is this really what Jesus wants for me? Is this really what is true or not? You know, because sometimes um, Satan looks pretty nice right. and angel dressed of light. Up. Yep. Yeah, angel of light. Um, I think it can be really, really difficult, and, I, and I'm and i not at all diminishing that we need to be deeply discerning about these things, but I just, I think, what if we had the freedom to say, Lord, I'm going to show up, and I'm going to follow uh, that which is bringing me joy, that which is bringing me peace, um, and along the way, I might be asking questions and maybe it's right there that Christ wants to meet us. Amen. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. I don't know. So I, so I, I think um, maybe find uh, a mentor who you can bounce your ideas off of um, pray, study the church's teaching when we're able to go to mass again, which is coming soon. Um, I think for, for most of us in the listening area um, receive the sacraments but remember um, that we're, called, we're, we're sent forth as laymen. We're sent forth. We're not meant, most of us are not meant to sort of stay in our comfort zones. Pope Francis, um, make, make a mess. Mm-hmm. I think this in is the, the streets, sort of things yeah. that he's talking about. Um, he, he, he wants us outside of our comfort zones. Allow, yourself, allow, allow the Lord to stretch you outside of your comfort zone and engage with the world because who else is going to bring Jesus Christ into those places if not you? Now, again, as I say that, I'm immediately thinking of, you know, I'm not saying going to the brothels necessarily, right? Or usually, but there are things that with prudence we shouldn't do. But what is God asking you to do? Um, what's what's the corner of the world that you maybe alone can bring Jesus Christ into? Yes, yes, and I I love that that proposes a missionary <clears throat> initiative yep. on our part, and I think we need we are so desperately in need of people that can kind of claim some of these cultural things for the sake of the kingdom. Yep, I think of social media. Yep. Man, there are some people that are using social media 
for the glory of the kingdom. Yep. And it is amazing yep. to watch. It's amazing to watch the way that they enter into the hearts of these people that follow them. And suddenly these people that follow them are saying, man, yeah, have I prayed? When's the last <clears throat> time I've prayed? You know, it's, there's these subtlety, uh, even fashion bloggers or whatever, like, I think those those people have a really profound opportunity to engage the hearts of their their following or whatever you want to say um, and be a witness. Yep. And and we need to start reclaiming things like Instagram. We need to start reclaiming things like the fashion industry. I mean, there's just there's so much. I think there's a lot of examples, but there's no there's no corner of the world and there's no inch square inch of the universe over which Jesus Christ does not say mine. Mm-hmm. And it's through you and I oftentimes that the flag needs to be planted and says to say, this is Jesus Christ's, uh, the true, the good, the beautiful in this is his. And I'm claiming on his behalf, the garbage we're leaving behind, but the true, the good, beautiful that's here is his. Mm-hmm. And to start in that place of the true, good and the beautiful so that you can then name the garbage as well. And let, let that be seen. And I mean that in the in the sense of like shine it shine a light on it, right? You know, shine yep. a light on on what is missing or where it went astray. Um, I used the example of the Brene Brown podcast earlier. Uh, I was talking to a friend about it, and we we did we shined a light on uh, some of the ideas that they were proposing of femininity that were really skewed, that were really backwards, that in fact were very selfish, not 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 virtuous, not rooted in in the not, feminine not genius, true. not true. Um, and and we did we were able to shine a light on it, and then shining a light on it made me more attentive to the places that that was showing up elsewhere as well mm. so that I could start to promulgate in my friendships and in my, you know, whatever sphere of influence, family, friends, work, I could start educating on on the truth more clearly. Right, right. Because then we can use, so we can use the, like, Brene Brown, whatever she said that was maybe true. Yes. You can, hey, they, and, yes. and, and yes. leave the other yes. behind. Yes, Emily, have you ever watched Star Trek? No. Isn't there, I was going to do a sign. Isn't there a sign of people between Star... Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, Spock. Yeah, Spock. Spock. Exactly. Look exactly, at all you the know. things I know about yeah, Star Trek I, for not fr- watching frankly, it. Frankly, I can't remember what he, Oh, live long and prosper. Yeah. Um, the bad guys in Star Trek, the, the next generation, they're called the Borg. And they're like these, like, and they have big square spaceships or whatever. But what they do is they assimilate. The Catholic Church is, in the best sense of the world, because it's not the big baddie. Yeah, we're not the bad guys. We assimilate. <laughs> we take yeah. what is true and good and beautiful because it's Christ's. And we're yeah. re- like as we, as we said, we're reclaiming it for him. And so I think that's what, as just we're coming down just a minute and a half or so to go, I think that's the thing that, that you and I want to encourage the lay faithful out there. If you're already well-formed, because I think many Catholics, again, sort of that fear that we've talked about, many, many Catholics are well enough formed to do this. Maybe just lack the confidence, afraid of being swayed. Fine. Then find, find your tribe, find, find your band, find your, your circle uh, who will help you make sure you stay on the straight and narrow. But this is what we're called to do, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a cool episode for next time, Chris, would be to to test this out in real life uh, with a secular book, a secular movie, uh, whatever. And because I think it's it's one thing to talk about it, but I'm it's I'm already thinking in my head, okay, where are there places that this needs to be done in the world? Yep. Actually, I, I, I've proposed to people 
um, to read the newspaper this way, not just read it, but read it through mm. this lens. Like in the newspaper, what's what's true, what's good, what's beautiful. And, yeah. and and just that, watch the news, read the listen to the news with that eye. But yeah. again, maybe for another episode. Yeah. Oh, I think that's really cool, though. I've never thought about it in that way. Yeah. We'll have to, well, yeah. Maybe we'll do that another time. But thank you for being here today. I mean, this was a blast. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. It went by fast. It did go by very quickly. Uh, and that will indeed wrap up this episode of Ignition. So email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.